the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In the book of John, Jesus tells the Pharisees that these are they that speak of him, speaking of the Old Testament scriptures. In Luke, he tells the disciples that it is the law and prophets that show how the Christ must suffer. Yet in all of Old Testament scriptures, no passage brings out the suffering Messiah more than the one we'll look at today. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. We are in Genesis chapter 22 today, and it's here that we get the clearest view in Old Testament language of the coming Messiah and his suffering and his glory and why. It is the sacrifice of Isaac. That will command our attention today. Join us. Here's Pastor Layton with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. Now, the story of the sacrifice of Isaac here in chapter 22 is presented as a test of Abraham's trust in God. Uh, Genesis 22 reveals a man who had a treasure that was so valuable, so cherished, that it threatened to compromise his relationship with God. Although he was exceedingly wealthy, it, it wasn't money, and it wasn't possessions, and it wasn't position, and it, and it wasn't fame. It was his son, Isaac, the long-awaited fulfillment of promise. And he would have sacrificed just about anything for his son, Isaac. He absolutely adored his son. Well, the time had come for Abraham's faith to be put to the supreme test. Now, obviously, God is omniscient, so he knows what the results of the test are going to be before he even gives the, the test. And so the test is really not for his benefit but rather for Abraham's benefit, and in this case, for our benefit as well. He prepares tests to show us and others what he's made of us, how our faith is growing. And that's regardless of whether we pass or fail. It shows us areas that we need to improve on, opportunities for improvement and so forth. Now, concerning this chapter, Dr. J. Vernon McGee wrote, If you were to designate the 10 greatest chapters of the Bible, you would almost have to include Genesis 22. And one of the reasons for that is that this is the first time human sacrifice is even suggested. It is in the plan and purpose of God to make it clear to man that human sacrifice is wrong. And this incident reveals that. It also reveals that God requires a life to be given up in order that he might save sinners. There's no one among the children of men worthy to take that place. God's son was the only one. And it's interesting that Paul said God spared not his own son. But you might add that he did spare the son of Abraham and did not let him go through with the sacrifice of Isaac. Abraham's near sacrifice of his son Isaac is prophetic of the actual sacrifice by God the father of his son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. And a number of scholars have gone through and identified similarities between the stories of Isaac and Jesus. 
And I think it's, this information is good for us to know so that it helps us understand what's taking place in this chapter as we go through it and dig into it in greater detail. One of the Bible scholars has provided the following list of similarities, and I've added some additional that I found elsewhere. First off, Isaac and Jesus were both promised seed and son. And we find this many cases, many times in the case of Isaac as we've gone through chapter by chapter. And in Jesus' case, the promise was given first in the Proto-Evangelium in Genesis 3.15, which reads, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He, notice singular, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Isaiah 7.14 goes further. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And there's many hundreds of Old Testament prophecies that look forward to the birth of Jesus. So both Isaac and Jesus were promised seed and son. And then secondly, there was a period of delay between the promise and its fulfillment. Now, in the case of Isaac, uh, depending on where you chose it, it could be up to 25 years or so. In the case of Jesus, it is thousands of years between the promise made and the promise fulfilled. And then third, when Sarah heard the promise of Isaac, she thought, wait a minute, I'm I'm too old to bear a child. How can this possibly be? And God's answer was, is anything too hard for the Lord? That sounds familiar because every year when we go through Christmas, we'd recount the Christmas story. It's about the same thing that was told to Mary when she asked the question, how is this going to happen? The angel's response was, nothing is impossible with God. And so in both of these cases... Uh, are very similar. There's a fourth thing that's very similar, and that is that the names were symbolic and given before either was born. Uh, God told Abraham, your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will call him Isaac, which means laughter. An angel told Joseph, she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And so in both cases, the names are given that are symbolic, as well as before they are born. Fifth, The births both occurred at God's appointed time. We've already seen chapter by chapter God saying it's going to happen here, it's going to happen when, and so forth. This time next year, at the appointed time, at the very time. And Paul says in Galatians 4.4, But when the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. In the fullness of time, at just the right time, not too early, not too late. Both Isaac and Jesus was born at just the right time. And then sixth, both required a miracle in order to be conceived and born. And of course, in the case of Isaac, that was a restoring of the reproductive power of a couple who was too old to have children. But the even greater miracle was the virgin birth, where a human father wasn't even involved. But it was through the virgin birth that the dual nature of Jesus as both God and man was fully achieved and demonstrated. So in both cases, the the birth required a miracle. And then there's this matter of laughter. Uh, His name, Isaac, means laughter. When mom heard, she laughed. When dad heard, he laughed. And we we, we find that Mary said this, My soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. There it is, rejoices. And the angels were in on the joy as well. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great 
joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And then there's also the fact that both are clearly identified as only sons. In the case of Isaac, God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. And in the case of God and Jesus, Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Genesis 22 records the greatest test that Abraham ever faced. It also presents a beautiful picture of the Lord's sacrifice at Calvary. But the immediate lesson to be learned is that obedient faith overcomes the trials of life. Abraham overcame this trial, so we can learn from him how to overcome trials. I think it's important to learn to distinguish between trials and temptations. Temptations come from the desires within while trials come from the Lord, who always has a special purpose in that trial. Temptations are used by the devil to bring out the worst in us, but trials are used by the Holy Spirit to bring out the best in us. Often temptations seem logical, while trials oftentimes seem unreasonable. Like, for instance, why would God give Abraham a son and then ask Abraham to kill that very son? So that is an introduction now. Let's look at this uh, chapter in greater detail. Chapter 22, verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. And go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. And so the understanding that this is a test alerts us to the truth that growth in faith requires testing. And as God tests our faith, it grows because it's stretched. And here Abraham is going to be stretched to the limit. And because his faith held firm, he has become the great grand faith example in history. And so we see from this that the way to increase our faith is to exercise our faith. It's also important for us to see that this test came after a considerable amount of spiritual growth and blessing in Abraham's life. Now, we know it was a test. But Abraham didn't. And the hearing of God's command must have been excruciating for him. To hear, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Now, at first glance, some people might think that God was mocking Abraham. I mean, <clears throat> why did he say all of that? Why didn't he just say, take Isaac? Why did he say all of that? And the reason he said all of that was because he wanted to reassure Abraham that he was fully aware of what he was asking Abraham to do. He knew of the immensity of this sacrifice. Your only son, Isaac, whom you love. That emphasizes the special relationship between Abraham and Isaac. And the expression, your only son, 
is emphatic. It means the only son you have. Yes, he had another son, Ishmael, but Ishmael had been sent away. Isaac was the only son. There's something else in this book of beginnings, and that is we're here in chapter 22, and this is the first occurrence of the word love in Genesis. Now, when we think of God, we think of God's word, and we think of God's word, we think of God's love, and it's not until chapter 22 that the word is first used. So then what is the situation here? Well, perhaps Isaac had grown a little too precious to Abraham and begun to displace God, take his place in the patriarch's heart and mind. Now, we can't be sure of this, but we need to be alert and aware that there can be things that we allow to come between us and God in our relationship with him. And we ought not ever allow that to happen. Well, that is just one of many lessons we will learn over the course of our study of this amazing chapter, chapter 22 of Genesis. That'll close out today's program and this week here on Study Verse by Verse. Find out more about us by visiting our website, highlands.us, highlands.us. Have an amazing weekend and come back and join us Monday for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.